Blog Talk Radio. You're live on Awake with all set on the new Evolution Radio Network. Peace, 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 and blessings, everyone. Thank you, thank you, thank you for joining us. Grand, grand, grand rising. It is such a beautiful, wonderful day to be alive. It is such a beautiful time be alive and welcome to the first show of 2019. Thank you for joining us. I'm very, very excited for our guest today. Um, a dear, dear, dear sister of mine who's been a sister for almost 20 years um, and just divinely how we have, we have been able to stay in each other's lives um, is a testimony to the power of sisterhood and the power of growth. So without um, Going into spilling and, and bragging about the, this sister, we're going to start our show as we always do and go into our guided meditation and get our mind right, get our spirit right, get our heart right to be able to receive whatever it is. And let's just take a deep breath in and release. Deep breath in. And release. One more time. Deep breath in. And release. As we take advantage of the manifestation time that we are in and ensuring that we bring in blessings, the demands, all of what we know we deserve in our lives, ensuring that we show up ready to do the work, ready to receive and ready to give in reciprocity, and ensuring that we all are in alignment. Knowing that we are interconnected with each other, we are here for a reason. This show is going to unfold the way it was meant to be, And accepting that not all things are as expected, realizing that there is a divine order that is orchestrating itself right now to produce what it is you know that you want, what it is that you know that you need, and how you're going to get there. Trusting the process. Trusting that even in a moment of what may feel like a devastation, it is only there to get you closer to the nation. To ensure you have the tools. To ensure you have the skills. To ensure you have the endurance. Manifesting. Visualization, writing and claiming what you know your life is to be, and releasing all of the things that are holding you back, your anger, your fear, 
your sadness, your worries. Releasing it because you know that there is already a plan in place. And there is a knowing within you of ensuring that you manifest All that is for you. Walking through and giving thanks for every single experience. Just breathe in and breathe out. Breathe in, being thankful. Breathe out. Breathe in. And breathe out. Trusting how you have manifested. Trusting when you will manifest. Trusting why you will manifest. Get in tune with your divine calling. See that victory. What are you wearing? Who's around you? What's the smell? What do you hear? Knowing that all of the things are going to manifest in the way that you want them to. You have the ability to pull in what it is that you need. Knowing that you can take a moment to meditate There's no more asking. There is a a gratitude for what you know is already yours. What you know has been yours since you were planted. Divine design is only here to bring forth all that you need. Knowing that you are in the season of reaping. Reaping everything that you have sown. And it all makes sense in divine time. And allowing yourself to ride the wave of understanding. To ride the wave of manifestation. And to know that you are here with purpose. To know that you have been designed with meaning to be interconnected for very deep breaths to breathe in love. Acceptance, 
joy, wealth, prosperity, and health. And breathe out anything that isn't for you. Let's breathe that in again, love. Let's do patience, understanding, compassion, wealth, and health. Without anything that doesn't align. Breathe in joy, healing, trusting, reciprocity. Wealth and health. Breathe out anything countering that. Breathe in love, peace, justice, prosperity, wealth, health, and let it go. We are going to take a very quick break, come back in, and we will be right back.
All right, and we are back. I first want to give a shout out to New Evolution Radio, where the evolution is the radio is the well, the evolution is the revolution. I am um, healer. I said Miriam, and I'm the goddess of the station with Sister Teak, and we are here every single Monday with Awake with All Set, ensuring that we are getting your week right to get your mind, body, soul, spirit energy, all of that aligned to get you ready for the week. And we do this um, radio station. We're excited and honored to be able to do it because um, we give the full feeling, right? We give the full feeling of ensuring there are, you know, enough enough whole people and healed people who want to do this work. So um, Brother Joey you can find him every single Sunday. And Brother Jonah, you can find him every Friday on their radio stations, and they are about the law. They are about what it means to be sovereign, so doing that healing work around um, reclaiming your true independence and your true ability to to govern over self. So super, super excited to be able to do that. Um, we are going to – I'm going to ask – Lady Speech, if you are on the line, can you please press one so that we know um, Sister T can bring you in just in case there are um, callers that um, are ahead of you from pressing one. She just needs to see that you are on the line. Uh, We are going to, I'm going to give a prereq about the importance of sisterhood and how sisterhood truly, truly, truly can help in your healing process. And this conversation is for brothers too, all right, and and men, period, how sisterhood helps the entire planet and helps the entire world when it comes to healing. You often will hear me say sisterhood first, and this is because I do believe that through divine femininity and through divine womanhood is where we are going to find true healing on the planet, where we are going to find true healing um, individually, and where we can continue to find a collective interconnected um, um, opportunity to grow. So I just want to keep, share, share the importance of women working with one another and why it makes such a difference when we're talking about anything, that when it, any type of a system, any type of um, um, your ability to move and your ability to, to maneuver an agenda, right? So first of all, when, when you are in a healthy exchange with women, um, women to women, I'm going to talk to sisterhood and then I'll talk to brotherhood to sisterhood. When you are in a healthy exchange, what happens is that you raise the bar of your entire community, of your entire ecosystem. You can raise the bar by ensuring that, sister, I'm going to hold you accountable, you are going to hold me accountable, and we are going to raise the vibration, right? When when the womb is there, a lot of people think because you have a womb that that means that you are birthing physical children only. And the truth is, is that the womb, you know, birthing, Birthing a person is only one aspect of the power of the womb. Let me say that again. Birthing one, birthing a person is only one aspect of the many, many things that mo- that your womb can actually do. Womb is about nurturing. 
and being able to manifest. And that skill set is very is key and ideal when it comes to sisterhood because we can collectively do it together. If we are collectively saying we are going to um, create a, a birth canal that can happen where we are going to birth a movement, birth an organization, birth a company, birth a whatever it is, birth a relationship, birth a healing, birth a whatever it is, the ability for women and a collective consciousness of sisterhood can actually heal and manifest whatever it is that you want. You'll often hear some sometimes successful women saying, I mean, excuse me, successful men saying, get you a team of very, very, very committed, dope women, because we are going to figure out a way to get it done. And this has nothing to do with anything. I'm not speaking to men. I'm speaking to sisters to sisters, right? And how we work together and how we are able to collaborate naturally. We work in a collaborative effort naturally because we understand that everyone brings something to the table. We understand that it's Thanksgiving time. Let's say that the the ultimate goal is to birth a Thanksgiving meal. But we know that, you know, Jane doesn't make the best turkey. So we're not going to ask Jane to make the turkey. We're going to ask her to build on her strength, which is the greens. So she's going to bring the greens. Another sister's going to bring mac and cheese. Another sister's going to bring baked potatoes. Another sister's going to bring the turkey. All of these things. Women naturally understand that there is a wide approach to healing. There is not, it's not a linear up and down and one person is going to lead this process. Sisters understand that it is, I need you to be your best so I can be my best and she can be her best and we can interconnectedly manifest what all three of us want individually as well as what all three of us want as a collective. Whatever goal we are attempting to to, to um, reach. And we have to get back to a space where we are genuinely, genuinely always committed to sisterhood first because sisterhood first allows for the vibration to be risen within a community or an ecosystem or, or whatever, whatever you're representing. It raises the vibration. It also ensures that boundaries are met. When you raise your standard, you set clear boundaries. If we understand that there's a boundary, this is the, I'm not going to get in the way of you and another sister or you in a, in a man creating a relationship. I'm not going to do that because I love for myself what I love for my sister. I love for my sister what I love for myself. And there is always this constant thing of if I have it, my sister should too. If I can if I can have a a clear conscious that relationships and this doesn't mean I mean if that's your thing, I'm not saying that you know, poly isn't your thing, but there's not you saying that I have I I have a healthy relationship. I want my sisters to have a healthy relationship. That doesn't mean that you have to share the same man. That means share the skills and the tools necessary to manifest that. Ensure that there is a healthy dialogue and you're encouraging that within your sisters to be having with brothers. Make sure that the brothers have a healthy friendship, have a healthy sisterhood from you as well. So that there is never any type of room for it to be misconstrued that you're not there out of genuine intention. Doing all of this work, right, 
to to really heal the planet, you cannot be in an individualized mindset. To really show up and give your ultimate gift of whatever the creator bestowed upon you, you must show up and be able to say that I understand interconnectedness, that there is a, that I am going to give and I am going to receive. And I'm constantly in this energetic exchange with the universe or the God of your understanding, whatever it is. You are constantly there. And sisters, being able to hold you accountable ensures that you that you stay the course. Now, sisters to brothers, to brothers, it is vital for you to understand, brothers, that not every sister wants anything more. Sisters, it is vital that you understand. There are actually brothers who are just genuinely good brothers who want to just be a brother to you, want to just be a friend to you, want to just be a gentleman to you. And that doesn't mean that they are attempting to, to, to get something. That doesn't mean that they are attempting to take advantage of you. It means none of those things. And sometimes it's hard because society has set us up to say that people only show up when they want something. Well, People are always going to show up by wanting something because guess what? That's the law of reciprocity. Even if you just want reciprocity, even if you just want an opportunity to be able to correct a mistake, you are always in a constant exchange of give and take. And when we get out of the idea that that, that that's not there, sisterhood will show you that. Because you will see that I may make one person a sweet potato pie and the other sister is going to bring me an apple pie. Yeah, I must be hungry. I'm just playing. Uh, I'm just playing. But it's true. It's true. When we look at how we convene with one another, we are able to raise the vibration for our men. We are able to raise the vibration for our children. And it all starts with us because we are the first nurturers. We are the first healers, we are the first feeders, we are the first teachers, we are the first all of that to everybody on the planet. Imagine that. Everyone on the planet started with a mother being their first, even if your mother wasn't the mother who raised you, even if your mother gave you up and abandoned you, even if your mother did all of that, you were in her womb. You were in her womb. You heard her voice first. You felt her first. She fed you first. All of those things. You can't help it. And so when sisterhood is aligned and the wombs begin to support one another and the wombs begin to, to, to be utilized in the way that they need to be utilized, this is where you are going to see sisterhood transform the world. The world. When sisters get out of the idea that there is a need to compete that there is a need to, to not be um, present. We need you present. We need you as a willing participant. We need you ready to show up and give. We need you ready to show up and receive. And I'm not talking about um, um, misguided discernment. No. I am speaking to Genuine sisters being able to show up for one another, holding each other accountable to being their greatest selves. That's it. If I see you slipping and you haven't been to the gym in five, six days, I'm going to call you. I just was, I'm doing um, a chakra class right now, and we were talking about 
how the the village mentality has been lost, particularly in, in folks of color and black folks, right? And so, like, the, the village mentality has been lost to where folks will say, it ain't my business, it ain't your business. Well, once upon a time, it was necessary for all of us to be in each other's business. But that didn't go anywhere. That's healing. That's sisterhood. When I know that you were going through something, my obligation within sisterhood to be able to show up and say, I am going to do this work with you. Why weren't you in the gym? Hey, I haven't seen you at, hey, I'm just calling to check on you. That accountability piece, when you know that there's sisterhood behind you, you show up differently. When you know that there's a support system, and sisterhood, right, can extend to the band we want it to. We just want everyone healthy first. Do your self-work. Then your family work. Then your community work. Otherwise, sisters, we're just being hypocrites. Say we about this work. Say we about this healing work. And we're not really showing up. We have to be mindful of how vital sisterhood is so that when we are treating each other as women in less than sisterhood, check yourself. When we are treating our our men in less than sister yourself, and that doesn't mean, you know, you're in a relationship oftentimes we forget that we're each other's friends. You are each other's friends. Be a sister to your man or your woman, whoever it is, your mate. Be a sister to them. What do you know about that? What do you, how can you be? Just show up. Just show up and just care. Sisters, I I call the ringing of the alarm with all of these things going on on TV and things that we have known for years. And one of the the very interesting things uh, about things that are being revealed right now that we've known for years, that we've known for years, is that the sisterhood is what continued the madness. Mhm. And because we didn't we're not strong in sisterhood and we don't believe the women. Trust the woman's word. Even us as women. This is what needs to be repaired. Is the sisterhood there's no and and we have the power to shut the world down. Literally. If we if we finally got in a place of saying, I'm a woman, you are a woman, regardless of whatever, I'm going to show up authentically and accept you authentically. When we can get to that place, you'll see a transformation on the planet. And it was all because of sisterhood. 
It was all because of sisterhood. Excuse me. I am not sure where Lady Speech Sankofa is, so we are not. (coughs) If you're on the line, sis, can you please press one so Sister T can bring you in? Um, If if Speech does not join us, I will go into, if she doesn't join us in the next 30 minutes, I will do the last hour of the show is free readings to get us right for the new year. Um, When I say free readings, this is one question, one question, and not a general question. It needs to be a specific question. Um, In the spirit of reciprocity, ensuring that you are not taking advantage of free readings, and I hope that you will carry this best practice on any show that does free readings, Um, but be as specific as possible so that you can get your answer and everyone can get in, as well as ensuring that folks – and truly come and get their full reading so that we're not doing free readings and uh, free mini readings that no one is actually booking because it leaves the reader in a very, like, unsolved space. So for the sake of reciprocity, a very specific question to get you ready for 2019. All right, we are going to take a quick break. If you can't tell, I need to get some water real quick, and we'll be right back.
And we are back. Welcome, welcome, welcome. You are on Awake with Aspect, where the healing is what we do at New Evolution uh, Radio, where the evolution is the revolution. I am the goddess of the station. Sister Teak is with me, making sure that the, the femininity is represented in our goddesshood, is in a sisterhood, so that we can do this work. You can find Brother Joey every Sunday. You can find Brother Jonah every Friday, same place and ensuring that um, we are getting our full, whole healing to continue to do this work. I'm going to say one more time, Lady Speech, if you are on the line, please press 1 so Sister T can get you in. Um, So when we are talking about um, manifestation and womb work, right, let's talk about the womb work. So now we are in a space where we are uh, nurturing whatever it is. I want everyone to make sure that you have written down your goals for this year and written down what it is that you want to accomplish and continuing every day to put that into motion, putting in the work to reach whatever it is that you need to manifest and claiming it in a way of gratitude because gratitude brings you everything, saying thank you for, and then you are in gratitude because you appreciate the gift of whatever it is that you need, beginning to change your mind and change your thinking and change the idea, right, the idea that you can bring forth what it is that you need to bring forth, the the power in that. We talked about that in the guided meditation, this, this rising, and saying that, you know, we are able to to magnify and attract that with which it is that we need for our journey and knowing that you have been designed to have the journey that you have. It is for you, it is with you, and that is the power of reciprocity and bringing in the things that, that um, you, you're able to, the tools, the knowledge, the, the skills, and all of the gifts that you're able to give to the universe as well as receive from the universe and showing up in every single moment, being here right now on this show, however the show is going to manifest, right? Let this be um, a telltale sign of what and how you need to be able to be in tune with the universe and saying, you know, there was an intention, there was a plan, there was an execution that happened, and sometimes it doesn't happen the way that you think it is because it happens the way that it needs to so that you can bring forth all of the things that you are supposed to. And that is how the universe works, trusting the process and trusting that you know when things are supposed to happen, they will. And trusting that you know that when you bring forth your best effort, when you do the part, when you turn on the radio station, when you call in, when you press one, these are all things to ensure that you're doing your part to make sure that what you have claimed to be your experience is your experience. And when others can't or others don't, that has nothing to do with you. You still are designed to show up and give your best. And the power of sisterhood being able to do that and hold that accountability extends outside of even the sisterhood that may be the person or, or, or situation that's holding you accountable. It's a wonderful, wonderful opportunity for you to always show up, and it's called waking up. Every single time that you wake up, 
even when it's from a nap. You can consider that an opportunity to try again, to do it one more time, to break the habit. It's hard to break a habit when you have been told constantly over and over that you are not enough. And nine times out of ten, you've told yourself that, which your vo- your voice is the most powerful voice. And we often give our voice away to our parents, to our children, to our spouse, to our exes, to our friends. And we lose sight of our own voice being able to steer us in the right direction. There's only two vibrations, fear and love. That's it. And either you're walking on the vibration of knowing there's nothing to fear, that you can open your arms, your heart, your mind into love, and that you are constantly safe so you can trust the process. Because we we get caught up, and a lot of times it's because of man-made time, right? Man-made time will tell you it's been, you know, five minutes and this is what it should be, or it's been six years and this is what it should be. And in all actuality, things happen as they are supposed to. And if we are truly in tune, you wind up not wasting time. When you're truly in tune, the moment you get an inkling that it's time to be done, it's time to be done. But we don't trust it. I'm going to give it a little bit more time. I'm going to give it a little bit more space to breathe and see if with additional time things will shift. Knowing you got that message 17 years ago, right? And this is how being in alignment and allowing your own divine femininity, brothers, this is for you too, allowing your own divine femininity to be so in tune with the sisterhood of the universe that you can pick up the warnings as the warnings are being given, and you trust it. And you also trust on the on the so-called positive end, not the, just the balancing end, on the positive end. You trust that you are going to get what you deserve. You deserve it because you're showing up in integrity and you're doing your best always. Always. Finding the opportunity to be a fool whole healing person to give your part to the planet, your part of the interconnectedness. And only you can define it. That's the power, right? Only you can define that. We're going to take a couple breaths. Something is telling me to start reading early, and I'm going to listen to it. I know I said 9 o'clock, but we're going to, excuse me, which would be 11 o'clock Eastern time if you're on the East. 10, 8 for me, excuse me, 9 for me, and 8 for West Coast. We're going to go ahead and open up the calls. Uh, I'm going to take a quick another break before we get into reading. Let me get my mind right, but Spirit is saying to go ahead and start reading. So I'm going to, um, one more one more song, get your mind right, get your question very specific. And then I will open up the lines. 
We'll be right back. Guess what I did today? Those were the words I said to you. It was last May, don't know the exact day. In my hand there was a ring. Then you told me that you love me more than anything in your life. So I asked you, would you do me the honor of being my And time begins again
Peace, 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 and we are back. I am, um, I believe that Lady Speech is about to call in. She just, hold on, let me make sure. Are you about to call? She just started texting me, so I am hoping that she um, is able to get in. If she does, let me run in. Um, Sister Teak, you'll see her the number that I that I sent. Um, hopefully, hopefully she's bringing she's gonna be calling in. Um, hold on. Um, I, okay. So we are going to keep moving with the um, show. I believe that Lady Speech is going to be calling in right now. Um, but before, as we uh, are bringing her in, I'm hoping, let me see, I'm just going to take a couple of breaths. If everybody could take three breaths with me to prepare as we open up the lines. I said, are we taking the first caller? I think I think Lady Speech is actually calling in. Her it'll be seven two zero two two five. I think she's in. Seven two zero two two five is her number. Take. All right, oh, Sis, are you with us? Hello? Hey, Sis, how Hello? you doing? Finding yourself? How you doing, Sis? I'm good. How are you? Good, 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 good. We have a full full line ready to, to get that good auntie speech energy. First of all, how are you manifesting the energy? How have you been? How's your spirit? All that good stuff. I am doing well. I um, am doing well. Just really focused on um, making some good art this year, producing some good work, um, continuing to, you know, be who I am, be my authentic, you know, genuine self, um, and grow and improve and heal in all the ways that I am called to. Um, I'm doing good right now. I am doing well. How about yourself? Good, good. Same, same. Just like, you know, the constant, constant work. So um, mm-hmm. I'm excited to have you. It's been a few years since we've been on the radio together, but um mm-hmm. excited to, to revisit in sisterhood and in healing space. Um, so first, can you just tell the listeners, um, who you are, what you do, what your gifts are, what you give to us constantly, and, um, yeah, we'll just have an organic conversation. Awesome. Well, um, my I go by Lady Speech. My name is Lady Speech Sankofa. Um, I am a healer, and I do that a thousand different ways. Um, I definitely do healing with uh, and via, you know, tarot cards and intuitive readings um, and exorcisms. Um, I do a fair amount of teaching in the community, different workshops, um, different um, holding space for different rituals that I conduct. 
um, for people with different healing rituals. Um, I do my healing by, you know, working with children via it, it the mentoring or uh, doing programming or workshops or, um, you know, working in, uh, you know, within, within programs that contain uh, youth that have been, you know, that have gone through a lot um, or via nannying. Um, I am a healer when I dance burlesque. It's been about a year and a half um, since I've been on the burlesque stage, but I look forward to getting back to that this year. Um, and that's also a very spiritual space for me as well. Um, you know, I am, I do my healing when I do my performance art, and which is something, some big things that I have, working, I'm working on in that capacity this year um, as well. So, um, yeah, I do, I, that's what I kind of focus on. I do my healing when I do my writing. I'm a motivational coach as well, so um, I spend a lot of my time, like, personally coaching people and motivating people around definite, you know, specific issues in their life um, and, um, you know, things of that nature, and I do that on a, a mass scale. Um, definitely doing, do, I do doula work as well, primarily working with, you know, communities of color, black and brown women, um, and eventually uh, looking forward to starting an apprenticeship with, uh, you know, to go into midwifery. So, yeah, those are the things that I do now, um, among other things that I know I forgot, but that's a, a large part of my focus. <laughs> Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, if you guys have not, please go to Instagram or Facebook and follow Lady Speech Sankofa. Go make sure that you support her work. Um, she does Thank you. really, really dope videos uh, that you can that keeps you up. And she's your auntie. She's a healing auntie. So you want to make sure that you are um, supporting that. And that's the, that's the platform we have about. 20,000 listeners, so we hope that you guys can continue to, to support who we bring on to the show. And this, we only bring folks on to the show that we know um, are in alignment with us. Again, this is New Evolution Radio, where the revolution is the evolution. Brother Joey is on every Sunday. Peek and I are the goddesses of the station, and we're on every Monday with the week, Awake with Us at, and Friday is, is Brother Jonah. So make sure that you're supporting, but make sure that you're supporting Sister Lady Speech Sankofa. Um, I know that even even with our listeners outside of Colorado, there is still opportunity for you to take advantage of um, Sister Speech's services. So you can definitely, mm-hmm. um, I'll make sure before the end of the call that there are there's some ways that you know how to get in contact with her. But the first is definitely go jump on IG and follow her because that is where you will get to see a lot of her content. So, sis, I I opened up this show in sisterhood. I would love for you to express the importance of sisterhood. I know it personally, but um, just express the importance Mm -hmm. of sisterhood. Um, I I, I know we both share the vision that sisterhood will hear this planet and sisterhood Mm -hmm. will be where all things will return to and have to return to, right? Um, but if you could just share mm-hmm. your perspective on why um, sisterhood is so valuable to you in, in ensuring that there are spaces, particularly for women of color and black women, to be safe and comfortable in their authentic selves. Well, I think it's necessary for our survival. Um, as we know, as has been demonstrated throughout the most recent time in history, 
um, that, you know, black women are under, undervalued and we are also the ones who are left behind. There is a specific racism and a misogyny that we experience, and it is something that we experience within every culture. Um, we are everywhere. Black women are in, um, you know, this Afro-Indian, as in India. Um, there's Afro-Indian women. There is and dark melanated women. The darkest of the darkest everywhere are the ones who get the brunt of uh, uh, the hate, even the darkest within any community, the um, Afro-Native community. Even there's a, a large problem with people acknowledging that afro uh, Native people exist as in, you know, the Indian people, the Native American people from this country um, and on these planes. So um, everywhere, be it African-American, everywhere, even in Africa, we are treated the worst everywhere. So it is um, the trend. Global misogynoir is the thing right now um, within every single community. And the darker you get, the less the proximity you have to whiteness. Uh, the more the oppression. So it is very important for all women, for Native Indigenous women everywhere, but Black Native Indigenous women. And Black women are Native Indigenous to every space on this planet. Um, and so it's it's important to really, um, we get treated like foreigners everywhere, even within our own, you know, motherland. Um, but we are Native Indigenous to everywhere on this planet. So it's really important, and that misogynoir is everywhere on this planet. So it's really important for us to have these spaces to convene and to be. What I know is that black women save black women. Um, what I know is that um, women save women. Um, and once we get into a space where we're saving us, definitely, I definitely, you know, have and, and can give testament to the divine masculine being present in my life um, and being very life-saving as well. But I will say that it was the black woman who um, was uh, the first, uh, to uh, to come to my rescue and come to my aid. And not that there hasn't been damaging things and not, you know, when you wear the weight of misogynoir, of course we wear poison. Um, we are affected by that when you wear the weight of that um, consistently and constantly um, when you're outside of those safe spaces. Uh, but, you know, all in all, even with that, uh, you know, the sisterhood, I believe, is imperative for our survival um, it's imperative for all of us um, if we are going to um, all our individual survival, and also it is imperative for world be survival. We are necessary for this planet. Um, we are necessary for the survival of all mankind. So um, I think the sisterhood is is life saving, definitely, and foundational, you know, for all things, and related to the you know the matriarchy and the matrilineal power of Mother Earth herself. So. Mm-hmm. Mhm. Mm-hmm. I w- I was um before you got on I was sharing the longevity of our, our sisterhood and knowing um that there's a space of of peace of knowing that there's a safe space no matter what, right? And mm-hmm. it allows you to navigate in your fullness and to be able to, mm-hmm. to have that. And it's so powerful to grow in sisterhood. I think that um you know, once you do get in that space and you do your work and then you continue to grow and continue to be able to circle back and say, hey, sis, I need you, or hey, sis, I love you, mm-hmm. or hey, sis, I see you, you know, and that's mm-hmm. that's, that's crucial. That's crucial. Mm-hmm. What, what, has been, what has been some of the um, tools that you have used? Um, you spoke to when misogyny comes and in, in impacts womanhood, period, I mean, we attempt to do this healing work around sisterhood. What have been some of the tools that you have utilized to help other sisters kind of grow into the sisterhood with you, especially especially because a lot of times, right, we don't trust it. <laughs> we don't trust it. And we're like, what do you mean you want to be my sister? What do you mean you're safe? 
because we have been mm-hmm. so so impacted. Can you share some of those tools and how you have been able to really break barriers? And I've witnessed um, you being powerful with sisters who were difficult, who were difficult to mm-hmm. to really unlayer and get them to know that, no, we're here and we're doing this together. Um, I think really it's just about being your authentic self. Um, you have to do your own work. Um, and that is the, the, the proof that's in the pudding. Um, and no one can believe you unless you was unless you are there to do the work as well. Um, and unless you um have done your own work and being genuine and authentic, I think is just the key. Um, being willing to go there, um, being willing to be on the same plane, um, being understanding of the fact that we're not different, um, and being authentic with my own story. Um, I'm very upfront with uh, the fact that I'm not perfect, and yes, I'm very gifted, and there's things up there I do, I have studied, there's things that I have pursued, so I have a mastery there, I have a, I have a space of knowledge there, I have a rank in spirit there, but um, it doesn't make me better than anyone, and being able to be um, humble in that, and really, and really, it's not even, and not humble in this way, way you have to be uh, fake, not unknowing of, you know, of your, of your gift and of your greatness. But it is of being aware of that and also being very clear about where you're fucked up and where you need to heal and where you need to, um, where you are imperfect, where you are colonized, um, and being transparent in that. So I think being willing to do that, um, being willing to admit where I'm wrong, being willing to admit, like, oh, yeah, well, that's not a cool aspect of me, and knowing the root of that shit. Like, I, I'm, I, you know, practicing self-awareness is, a, is the key. So there's times when you, you know what's wrong with you. You have a lot on your plate. Decolonizing is a big-ass thing. So, like, you know, you don't, you're not able to work on everything at one point. And so, but just being self-aware of yourself, um, being able to be um, called to the paint when um, it's time to be called to the paint. Um, and I think it's the biggest thing, you know, really practicing it within self, um, first and foremost, being a, a friend of your own self um, before you can be, you know, we can really in- – Still that friendship and, you know, instill that sisterhood in anyone else and with anyone else. Um, and, like, I think I'm limited, too, in, like, I think the, in, in um, being, having a definition of sisterhood, but also being expansive in what that cosmic, what that means cosmically and what that means ancestrally. Um, and I think that's a big part of, of it, too. Um, you know, I don't put no limits on, I don't, you know, in regards to, I don't, in the way patriarchy does. Um, you know, so being able to I just be like, you know, authentic is the really, I think it's the biggest thing. Um, and really in being willing to be transparent um, and willing to be non-elitist. Um, you know, there is a definite time when that stuff is necessary. But if you're if you're building a sisterhood, you know, everybody's playing because we're all on equal terms. So, um, and it being for real. Like, a lot of people speak the language of sisterhood, and it's not a real thing. It's a bad thing. Um, or they're not willing to do the work inside of that. Um, or they're mm-hmm. not willing to um, admit where internalized misogyny um, is a thing um, and not willing to admit where, because um, we've all taken that. We all are constantly force-fed that elixir, and we were all raised in that. So, like, um, we'll, we will be consistently decolonizing around that. So kind of just being honest in there, it kind of allows me to um, be and like it's this isn't rhetoric to me. This is definitely the way that I live my life. Um, and for those who are rhetoric, they they can't. They are people aren't able to break down those boundaries because in the end, energy is felt. 
Um, and like you can con people and you can manipulate people, but in the end, energy speaks. Um, and that will speak to like, you know, how you grow things and how, who gravitates around you. And eventually, you know, if you're, if you're feeding it with poison, whatever you're, you're building will die. Um, so being just authentic and continually just doing the work, I think is the biggest, one of the, you know, some of the biggest things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, um, I, I, had an experience um, family with with speech where I was a couple of sometime in 2018 I believe maybe late 2017 and um, speech is an awesome awesome spoken word artist and, and everyone who knows her knows that and so she was she was featuring and I was like oh I'm gonna make time to come out and, and see my girl she and it was right around the corner so it was very convenient as well and. Um, someone that I know in the education realm was like crying and I saw her crying and this is, she's actually a funder. She had actually funded us for, for a program in the summer and she, she was crying. So I was like kind of honoring her space and letting her be. And I came and was giving love to speech and the, the sister who, um, from education, she runs down because she sees that I'm talking to. This is, again, this is my sister of, oh, this is 19 years now, right? And so this mm-hmm, is, so mm-hmm. I know her. So we're taught, it's, it's evident that we know each other. So the sister who's the funder, she comes up to me, and she's in tears. And she's like, do you know Lady Speech Sankofa? And I was like, yeah, that's my sister. Mm-hmm. Like back in the day, I was Lady, she was Lady Speech. Like this is how close we are. Mm-hmm. And She's in tears, and she's like, that woman inspires me every day. And, like, since I've moved here, it was because she's she's not from here. She's, I believe, from Atlanta. And she was just in tears. This, this is how impacted she has been just by following speech on, on Instagram. And so, of course, I start crying, and I'm like, I know she's impacting my life like that, too. And so, like, we're, we're crying. She's like, can you introduce me? And and so I'm introducing her, and Speech just authentically just took her in and gave her all of this love, and and you could just see like she needed that space. So how do you deal with the responsibility of your gift, and how do you balance? Right, I think a lot of our listeners are constantly trying to figure out like. They're they're finding their calling and they're finding what what they are meant to do and what their divine design is and they're trying to constantly balance bringing it to the world as well as like not being overwhelmed. What what are some of the mm-hmm. things that you have done to really do your self care and and continue to contribute to us the way that you have? Um, boundaries. The, my boundary game. The older I get, the more Trump type I get. Um, boundaries are a thing. Um, learning to draw those, learning to, um, learning to draw some boundaries is going to be the biggest thing. I think one of the biggest things, um, learning to feed your gift is for you and not just for other people. Um, so learning to feed from it and learning to have an exchange, um, learning that, um, I give in a lot of spaces. And so I need to, there is always something for me. Uh, to eat in that because that is the way that the universe is designed. That is the way that Mother Earth operates. Like in the jungle, she is give and take. The universe is not hoard her energy. And the universe and the and Mother Nature on her own is abundant. And everything is abundant because it gives and it takes. Like within 
uh, taking moment, there is always a receiving moment. When there's a receiving moment, there's always a taking moment. So understanding that and, like, understanding how to feed from your gift as well, um, understand how to get, take the morsels that are left for you. Not the morsels. There's, like, full meals that are left within your gift. And, and you know, every I've been giving readings for years. I've been giving readings since I was young, my early 20s. I've been for over, you know, about the same time, like about, um, you know, 17 years. And um, it took me a second to get, like, oh, every reading there's a thing for me. There's at least, like, two or three points mm-hmm. that are like, <laughs> I needed that. I needed that. When people say, like, oh, do you read yourself a lot? I'm like, actually, every time I give a reading, I get read. So there's that. Mm-hmm. And then, <laughs> yes, mm-hmm. I do. Right, right. Some other readers that I trust and things of that nature. So feeding from your own gift, um, feeding from your own gift because you're supposed to, because you're allowed to eat from that. It's like you don't create feasts for other people and you don't get to eat from that. And you'd be like, you know, when I cook, like, I'm eating that shit too. Like, I'm definitely putting a lot of love into it for everybody else. But. And I think that's a big thing. Like we get, we lose a, we, you know, gain a seriousness 
as we get older and everything is just so like seriousness and it is trust as adulting is mm-hmm. wild adulting while black is hella wild but mm-hmm. you know it is gonna contain there's some fun in that so i think having a good time and making it fun for you and building like fun things in and laughing at yourself um, is going to be one of the biggest things ever, just, you know, laughing at yourself when you do wild things and you make mistakes and, you know, and making, building fun things in it for you. Like, and it's still mm-hmm. a joy. Like, so your your calling is still a joy. I think a lot of times we answer our calling, we're going to do it, and it is a burdensome thing, and it can be, especially when you're doing serious jobs, like being a healer is no joke. You know, cultivating sisterhood is no joke. Like, being training to be an elder um, is no joke. So, you know, but I think, like, the universe is, is still about play. Like, Mother Nature teaches you, even when lions, even when in life or death situations, they still be kicking it, and they still play, and they still romp, and they still, like, you know, still find it's merriment is, is our right. So those are my biggest things with that. Mm-hmm. Thank you for that. Um, I love it. Keep it simple. Keep it simple. Um, I, yes, I love that. I want to dive into probably one of both of our favorite subjects um, and the power of sexual healing and the sensuality of it. You spoke to, I'm excited to hear that you are getting back, getting back into burlesque. I don't think you ever really leave burlesque for real, but it's Mm -hmm. it's, um, exciting to hear that you will be performing this year. So I'm excited to hear that. Um, But can you power of, sexuality and the power of being free in your sexuality and, and how profound of, of an impact that has on your healing process. I believe that we as a people of the children of the colonized and children of the formerly enslaved need to adopt hedonism as one of our top priorities. Um, it is hedonism is the act of prioritizing your pleasure. It is not prioritizing your pleasure over creator. It is not prioritizing your pleasure over your children, over your calling, over your craft, over paying your bills, over living your life. It is prioritizing your pleasure um, as it means as as if it means as much as all of those other things. Um, we forget how much sexuality was used as a tool of war. Rape was used. Uh, the children were raped. The grandmothers were raped. The elders were raped. The men were raped. The women were raped. It wasn't something when it came to enslavement or colonization from the Native American perspective, from the Native Indigenous perspective, from the African perspective, the enslavement perspective, all of it. When you destroy a people, you use sexuality as a tool of war, and you use it continuously to maintain the enslavement and the colonization of people. Um, our Native Indigenous beliefs around sexuality in a lot of cases were healthy. In some cases, they weren't. There was definitely some things like, you know, female genital mutilation that has been going on for a long time. Definitely have its own tribal patriarchal roots that are fucked off. Um, so not everything was grand the same, but most, a lot of it was a lot more better than what we have going the fuck on now. And the point is governing ourselves. Um, so, um, we forget and we don't and we forget because we don't know and we don't forget how deeply sexuality was used in our enslavement and colonization and rape wasn't a tool to just get more children you broke you broke you broke up people with sexuality one of the quickest way to break a mind is survivor of child rape i'm a survivor of rape as a young woman i'm a survivor of um and some 
depraved child molestation too. Um, not just like I was touched and things like the nigga was kind of sick and he was like actually mentally ill. There was definitely some off shit that was going on in those things. Um, and so I'm a child of that and that is, I was broken. So effective, it's effective. And when you continuously do that shit to everyone and you terrorize everyone like that, um, it's important. Slavery was ended. It was amended 150 years ago. And in some cases, there were people, reports of people from the South um, that were um, still enslaved to, like, slavery style up until the 1960s. Both sides of my family are from the South, Texas and Alabama. Um, so um, it's been 150 years. It's like two 70-year-old women who've lived back to back. That was a couple of seconds ago. Um, and mm-hmm. this level of depraved sexual exploitation happens throughout the whole process. Um, it is important that people of color, that uh, in people of the formerly enslaved, children of the formerly colonized, children of the formerly enslaved, pay attention and look at that, and we have to actively unravel it. We have to talk about it. We have to um, understand what happened, how it would be. We have to talk about um, the fact that that's the story, that it wasn't. We just like to regulate it to like, oh, it's just black women and it was to get more babies. And we romanticize it like he just lusted after the black woman. And no, we and that contributes <laughs> to like mammy, dichot- mammy whore dichotomy and all that shit. No, son, everybody got it. Mm-hmm. The stud got it. Mm-hmm. The dude got it. Grandpa got it. Grandma got it. Everybody got it. The babies got it. The children got it. You do it to reinforce ownership. You do it. And you consistently to break minds like that, like for like a, a, over a past, uh, a long hundreds of years is a lot. But it's my philosophy from creator, actually, in prayer, understanding that like how important it is to prioritize our pleasure, that that is important as protesting, claiming, reclaiming our orgasms, reclaiming our body, um, reconstructing these, these cells. Uh, that have been continually damaged, and it has been reinforced uh, via, it is reinforced via media, it is reinforced via the prison industrial complex when when brothers go off to prison. It's a lot that goes on, Um, you know, so it is imperative that we all culturally uh, look at uh, prioritizing our pleasure and begin to utilize sexuality as medicine because it is. And ancestrally, mm-hmm. especially when we look at the matriarchy from which we all came from and the matrilineal tribes, we knew that in the beginning. For me personally, being a survivor of child rape, child molestation, rape as a young woman, exploitation as a young woman, it has been imperative that I heal that alongside with everything else. It has been imperative because that was a big part of my um, damaging um, thing. So being sex positive in all of my work, infusing sex positivity in all of my work, calling us to task, even in the spiritual communities, like getting out of this like very vanilla, because even in the, the Quran has sensual aspects, like the Bible has sensual aspects, you forget about that, like when you actually read some shit, like things, it ain't proved. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. it's not mm-hmm. there's been a lot of revisions of some books, of some holy books that have left some very important things out. But um, great creator is very sex affirming, and like, and when we come, when we go, and then when we get even deeper before the colonized, you know, religious spaces came about, like indigenously, like we've always understood that sex is positive, and that like when 
colonization isn't, you know, part of it and we were in a health space, that is magic and that is medicine. So for me personally, it has been important that sex positivity and sexual healing has been important because uh, sexual exploitation and um, surviving hyena sexual um, things was a big part of my damaging. Um, it was a big part of the damaging of the of the women in my line. Um, and it was a big part of me not under, like, not being able to own my body and not being able to own my sexuality, not being able to own my orgasms, um, not being not being able to be at home in myself. Um, it's a big part mm-hmm. of my activism. It's a big part of my spiritual work because there's medicine in it. Um, just as it has been used to damage um, a lot of us, all of us, all of us are affected by sexual exploitation. Even if we have not been, even if in our lifetime we haven't experienced, and thank God if you have it. I know very few people, but I knew to a couple who've never experienced sexual exploitation or rape or any of that, um, you know, but very few of us have actually had that story. So it's been such a damaging thing for us, uh, but it can also be such a, a healing thing and a medicine for us and a space of spirituality and deep, deep prayer. Um, we've lost that, that that space where it can be, you know, a space of deep prayer and a space of, you know, transformation um, where where it has been it, it a tool to take from me in the past. It is now a tool where I give to myself. It is now a tool where I give to my ancestors. It's now a tool where I give, you know, to future generations because I am recoding a story, a genetic story that has been, you know, meticulous, meticulously written in my DNA for the past couple hundred years because of being a displaced mm-hmm. African. So the act of doing those things and embracing sex positivity um, and free sexuality um, mm-hmm. is important, um, I believe, for us, our, for our freedom. Um, you know, and even it's this really kind of came to me and the importance kind of actually got grounded in when I understood how deeply um, um, rape is within the history of the Black Panther movement and all of the freedom movement. When I understood who Martin Luther King was sexually um, and how predatory he actually was in that space, um, and when I understood how in the AIM movement, which is the Native uh, the Native American move, you know civil rights movement or movement, and the Brown Beret movement, which is the you know um, Brown equivalent with the, the you know centering the Mexican American immigrant movement in this country, um, our brothers in those movement were raping us and like sexually exploiting us and pimping us. So if we don't look at the history of what happened and what how this has been used, we will repeat it. There are countless stories of famous black women within, from Kathleen Cleaver on down to non-famous black women within the movement that were sexually, that were used in sexual exploitation, that were total rape. Um, you know, who is, um, I forget his name. Who is it that, like, he told, he was within the Black Panther Party. Well, just Cleaver, like, like was a big mm-hmm. proponent of rape your sisters in preparation to rape white women. Um, it was like it was a thing, and if we so if we don't look at like the freedom of the like the history of how sexual ex, sexual exploitation was used in our colonization and our enslavement, we will repeat these things in these movements, which ultimately is what hurts the movement. And us not being mm-hmm. able to call each other to the paint because of that, and us not being able to call our leaders to the paint for their sexual exploitation within the community while they're simultaneously leading the community, ultimately hurt and has hurt our liberation. So for me, politically, you know, being sexually free is a political statement. Um, being sexually free is a is a, is a spiritual um, enhancement. 
and a healing for an addressing of things that have happened in the past. It is a personal medicine because I have been exploited and I have been taken advantage from from people personally and from specifically black men. Um, and it is it is a human reclaiming um, because a big part of our colonization and enslavement and dehumanization is a disassociation from our ancestral feelings around sexuality and our traditions around sexuality, but also it is around just our rights, around being just animals. We are human, but we are animals, and we have a right to our sexual incarnation in the way that we you know we want it and the way that we we should have it. So, um, yeah, it matters. <laughs> All that to say, mm-hmm. it matters a lot to me. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I think I think um, the taboo around, especially when we're talking about freedom work and liberation work, um, you, you know, the sentiment around having to be sexually free goes often so unnoticed. And I love how you framed, you know, our oppression very much was a sexual oppression. Like that was very much, you know, we were getting a t- everybody was getting it. So. Um, I love everybody. That. I love how you because we, we only like to think about oh the black girl, the black woman. No, 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 no. Yeah, that's important. Yes. But everybody was getting it. Nobody was safe, guys. Nobody. Yes. Yeah. 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 And it puts perspective, right? Like, hopefully, I'm pushing our listeners to really begin to to think about that and how specifically it has shown up in the um, misogyny and distorted patriarchy that is within black and brown communities and, and communities of color, period, not even just black and brown, mm-hmm. because that oppression has been there um, and been thrust upon us. And so we have to, like, really begin to name that. So um, thank you for that. Thank you for, for being honest and transparent about it. Because it's, it's, it's people, I think a lot of times, when we do the work that we do, right, and then they see us doing burlesque or posing nude or doing whatever, it gets so diluted of, you know, like there, there's no parallel that, oh, that's freedom work, liberation mm-hmm. work, and that's still doing the work. Like, yes, because we have is such beautiful. These, like, yeah, and we have such these, like, Christian, Christian-rooted spaces around it is bothersome to watch a black woman be free because every woman, every person, including other black people, benefits from the sexual exploitation of black women and girls. And this country yes. was founded and forged economically from between the legs of black women because there was a certain yes. point you had to stop importing motherfuckers and you had to make sure they were being made here. Yes. And so it, yes. it is, we, we, We've, it is a hard thing for people to watch a black woman be free. It is a hard thing because we're literally programmed that everybody benefits. When she is free, she benefits. And you have to ask her permission in order to gain something from her. And it is far easier when you people are used to just taking. Um, it challenges everybody. It challenges people on an economic level. It challenges people on a spiritual level. It challenges people because, like, you just see that. Like, what are you talking about? Like, she's free. We What, is it? what the hell? <laughs> she doesn't yeah. 
and then she's off to, like, grad school in another country, and then her dream is to, like, you know, she'll be in Ireland. Like, she'll be a black girl in Ireland doing her thing, and she'll be in London after that, like, doing her job, pursuing becoming an anthropologist. So, like, they'll be, and I know, like, we will we will forever, our sisterhood will forever be in the, you know, in the, in the air. We'll always be traveling to see mm-hmm. each other. But understanding that, like, once you have that sisterhood, all of it looks different. You know, you all of it will look like mm-hmm. what you need. Um, really manifesting and calling in and calling to the creator for what you need and calling to, you know, you're for in for ancestral help. And who you need will come to you. Even, like, I will say this. Like, I definitely, you know, it's not perfect. And there there definitely been, you have bridges in your sisterhood and, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you're doing your healing work. You'll be able to heal through those glitches. And every you will every once in a while you'll encounter someone who you think is all authentic and is your sister, but you know isn't in a healed or healthy place, and you know that's just, that doesn't work out. But even there, are gifts there. You know there are definitely one or two sisters I've lost over the years, but I still value, and especially on the other side of healing, I still value their place. I still value the good times. I still value the lessons that they came to bring me, and all the lessons that they brought me were absolutely invaluable. So. Um, and are mm-hmm. completely valuable, and I and I cherish those things. So, yeah, it is when you when you are people who've known you for a while and who can mark your growth. Thing about a solid sisterhood is that you know after a while you guys are able able to mark each other's growth, and that right there is priceless. You know there are you know, there are enough, there's no accolade, uh, no compliment higher. You know that is you paid that is higher than someone who has been like, no, I see you. Like you were here mm-hmm. and now you're here, and either you're there's two types of people on this planet. You're either growing or dying, and to you have your growth be acknowledged is a gift. So, and a sisterhood, a solid one, will do that for you. Mhm, mhm. Yes, it will. It will, and that's and that's powerful, right? Like it, to that that again, we talked about it. That like growing in sisterhood and knowing that space and that's um that is just so so key all right let's go into mm-hmm. what 2019 is to bring and how we all can what what tools and, and skills and knowledge do you foresee need to be at the forefront for all of our journeys and how can we um, begin to utilize them and how do we manifest and just give us any anything that Mama Universe wants to pour for the messaging to us for what 2019 and what we should be thinking about. Um, I, well, the message that definitely came to me was self mastery and stepping into uh, your power and your purpose and being unafraid and unapologetic. Uh, that's also going to mean you got to be unafraid to fail. You have to be unafraid to like make your. You have to go, go in there, off the wall, and make your mistakes. You're not going to be perfect. You're not. We live in a social media world that has trained us for uh, to get the likes. And if we haven't gotten the like, or if we haven't gotten enough likes, or if we fuck up, it bruises our ego a lot easier. Um, but we need to get out of that. And like you know, your path is your path. Your purpose is your purpose. You're gonna bump your head. Self mastery and mastery of something. Your path. Your your craft. Your your gift is you're gonna bump your head. Uh, masters scrape a lot of elbows. They bloody up a lot, of, a lot of knuckles. They make some fatal mistakes that are fucked up, and that they they get some injuries from it. But that is why, in the end, they are called masters. So, really, the biggest message is step into your gift, step into your power, be unapologetic about that. Um, you got to be the medicine you're supposed to be. Uh, everybody's right at this point in the game, guys. 
Um, Armageddon, the last days, I hope the Indians spoke to it. So many of the Congolese have spoken to it. So many ancient peoples. We're at a very pivotal space in this, in, in the Earth's time. Capitalism and the way that we've done the Western world, we've killed a lot of the planet in a short amount of time. Um, we we didn't start it from something. Say it's going down. So it's time to, like, step in. It's time to lean into who you were born to be. It's not a game or a joke, you know. It's time to pursue your medicine, pursue your art, pursue what it is that you were born to, do, you know, pursue. And a lot of times we overthink that. Um, a lot of times it's, your, it's what's in your heart. Things that bring you joy are actually the things that bring you medicine. You know, being on the burlesque stage is more than just taking off my clothes and twirling my, you know, tits in a set of pasties. Like, it is literally a declaration of being, like, not only can you fuck your mother whore dichotomy, it's also a declaration of, like, in both sets, on both lines of my family, black women have not owned their body. I'm the first in a very long time who owns all parts of herself. And is you are, and I'm not refusing you to, you can't put me in a mammy space because I'm a fat bitch. You can't put me in any of that. Like being able to command my sexuality, being able to command who I am, to own it, to demand that you don't gaze at me with any with anything other than reverence and acknowledge the fact that I am desirable and acknowledge the fact that I am also a spiritual being. That's revolutionary. And I have watched people get it. I don't explain that when I go up on stage and do that. I simply pray, give that offering to my Orisha give that to, to that do that offering to my ancestors and it never fails that after every single show someone comes up to me and is like yo i used to deal with body dysmorphia and i'm like honey i used to deal with body dysmorphia like my message is communicated anytime that i do something that brings me joy that is a, a true calling for me ends up being medicine for someone else so Mm-hmm. 2019 is about pursuing your dreams, your goals, mastering yourself. Um, self-mastery is also looking at your vices, looking at your addictions, mm-hmm. looking at the not-so-good part of your personality. A master knows who they are from front to back, top to bottom. A master is very self-aware and understands where they are great and pursues their greatness and supports their greatness with being a, as by being a student and learning. And the master also understands where they are weak and where they need to improve, where they need to heal, where they need to grow. So the self-mastery is about being honest about vices and addictions. It's about being honest about the things that are hindering us and, like, you know, where we are self-sabotaging, applying real healing to that so that we can step into our growth and into our power because this is what the world needs. Like, it needs us to be us. You know, it needs us to step into our cosmic job. It needs us to understand who we are past our nine-to-five job because that playing in and thinking that you are being an agent of capitalism isn't going to do the world any good, and it is on fire right now. The world is absolutely on fire. It's time to step in, you know, to, you know, your your thing. It's time to to give, you know, from from the deepest parts of yourself by being your most authentic self, by being true to your calling by mastering yourself, by mastering your your craft, by not letting, you know, insecurities get in your way, by doing the scary thing of being most fulfilled mm-hmm. that way, you know, and remembering mm-hmm. your joy. You know, the world's on fire, but that doesn't mean we can't still plant flowers. The world's on fire. But it doesn't mean that our joy isn't some of the water that, it, that, the, that this place needs to cool down. You know, we mm-hmm. need to remember our joy. And center our healing, lastly. 
You know, like I said, like mm-hmm. we have to. Our healing is important because we have hundreds of years of bullshit to come behind us that we need to work on healing. Healing is a lifelong mm-hmm. thing that you need to commit to. You know, you will always, if you are a survivor, you will always be a survivor. You will always need to address your shit at different levels as, as you grow. Um, so the more you mm-hmm. do that, the more you can unravel the healing that our ancestors need to do. Our healing is our ancestors' healing. Our ancestor healing is ours. The more that they heal, the better we are, and the better that we can stop a lot of things from happening in our stories and in the stories of our children. You know, so much of mm-hmm. tragedy, so much of the energy of tragedy is encoded in our DNA. Um, but And so by unraveling it and healing it and cultivating our joy, we can begin to, you know, take it out of that DNA genetic story and give our children and grandchildren a better, you know, chance to grow and to become more. Mm-hmm. Um, so mm-hmm. center your healing, whatever that looks like mm-hmm. for all of us. Um, center your healing and bite off, of, bite off a chunk this year and keep biting off a chunk, knowing that we're going to keep doing that until we take our last breath. But, you know, so the, the concept of seven generations forward and seven generations back, the more that you heal, the more that you heal seven generations forward, and the more we heal seven mm-hmm. generations back. We have the DNA of our enslaved, the first enslaved ancestors in our blood. That pain, that tragedy is very active in our blood from seven generations ago. We're still writing that story, you know, so we got to do our heat center that shit, but. That's really all I got mm-hmm. on that. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, family, if you if you trust me in the space of reading, I highly encourage that you book a session with Sister Lady Speech Sankofa. Um, if you can't tell, the wisdom is real. If you if it's not evident, you see why. Um, I, I was bragging and excited to have her as, as very much so like minds are there, um, but she, she definitely has a gift and has a calling to do this healing work, so please, I encourage you to support or follow her and take advantage of, um, especially on those cards, y'all, she's, she's beast on the cards, so she'll definitely get, you um, know, all of what she does, you know, take advantage and be able to yeah, yeah, get your mind right, get your alignment. It's the first show of the year. I, I really was intentional about saying, you know, let's pop it off in a way that, like, we understand, like, this is work. And, and as she said, the world is on fire. We need you to do your work. We need you to show up. We need you to get in a space mm-hmm. of reciprocity and what it means to be interconnected and all of us together and truly be liberated mm-hmm. and truly be in the space where it's um, – clearly understood that we are doing the work of our ancestors to propel us forward for our future and leaving leaving mm-hmm. our mark and, and you're going to either way so you might as well be conscious and take control of it yourself um sis what what would you like to leave us with we have about five minutes and what would you like to leave us with in um sharing and loving i think we we covered a lot of ground from sisterhood to love your pussy, you know, like what is it mm-hmm. that you would like to, to leave the audience with? And again, um, we thank you on behalf of of the H and I C of the station, Brother Joey. Um, thank you for, for coming and being with us. And, and uh, we do, we love you and appreciate you, but you're, you're laughing. No. Well, thank you for having me. And, 
allowing me to, you know, share myself. And, you know, the biggest thing is, like, I invite us all to stand and continuously fall in love with ourselves. I pray that for each and every one of you, for each and every one of us, that we come to a love for ourselves and with ourselves and in ourselves that is so juicy, that is so pure, that is based in health and healing, that is based in ancestral excellence, that is based in the legacy of hope, and the manifestation of abundant life, that it is based and rooted in greatness. I pray that we just come to a space where we stand in love so great. It powers our everything. It fuels our art, our life, our inspiration, and it eradicates every unnecessary self-doubt. And I pray that we fall in love so deep that we are deepened, you know, in our understanding of the world and of each other, that the love for ourselves is so deep, there is no room to judge anyone outside of us. There is no opportunity to judge anyone outside of us. There's only the opportunity to love our reflections, and we are reflections in every incarnation of us. I, I pray that we love ourselves so deeply that every every form of blackness that shows up, every way that it is manifested in every single black person is accepted and deeply loved and celebrated by every other black and indigenous person. And I pray always, always my prayer is for the elevation of blackness, that the world embraces it and eradicates its fear of it, and understand that we are the soil from which everything grows. And if we love the soil and if we love the earth, she'll do nothing and we'll do nothing but continue to manifest life. May we all stand Maybe. in the most excellent love of ourselves. Mm-hmm. Wow. Everybody, let's just take a really good deep breath after that. Receive all of that. Hold it. Let it just come through and release it. In the peace and divinity of gratitude for Lady Steve Sankofa, her existence, for the ancestors tasking her to do this work, and for her gracing us and sharing her gifts. And in reciprocity, as she gave, it is our obligation to ensure we give back. So making sure a follow, a booking, a support. You want her to fly to your city. Figure it out. But get into your alignment and understand you're here. Yeah, you're here. It was divinely designed for you to be on this show today. Yes, yes. And one more breath I'm in. I'm so grateful. Yes. And out. Sis, thank you. This was beautiful. Mm-hmm. What a first show. Yes. I am grateful. I am grateful. Thank you. Thank you. It's a powerful way to 
bring in the seventh day of this new year. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Once again, everyone, social media tags are the the handles are Lady Speech. And if you just need mm-hmm. to search at that Sankofa at the end and you will find her, trust me, you will find her. Um, and, yes. yes, it is with the beautiful tattoos on her breast. That is her. So you'll see it. You can't yep. miss it. Um, <laughs> Literally, Sankofa is across my chest like a gangster. Because <laughs> I am a gangster of love and yes. for the ancestors. <laughs> That's the only yes. thing I'm claiming. Yes. Oh, yes. Well, sis, thank you so much for joining us, and thank you for being here with us. And, um, yeah, I love you dearly, dearly, dearly. I welcome. Love I love you, too. Blessings upon this show. And I'm just so happy you're out here doing what you do, doing what you love, elevating your place as a black woman. This is important. And really understand, people, that revolution happens in all forms. You guys listening to her on a regular basis, mm-hmm. even if it's on a one-time basis, is an evolutionary, revolutionary thing. The black voices of black women need to be elevated. Um, so any black woman out here speaking her truth and giving platform for other black people to do so, um, no matter what her truth is, no matter who the fuck agrees with it, no matter who the hell gets down with it, every black voice is lifting it and elevating it is important. So thank you all for doing the revolutionary thing. Thank you, lady. I mean, I said, you know, we're always going to be off the old school. We're going to be all right. Day. So, but thank you, Austin. Like, you are the queen. I love you so much. I'm so happy that you are just doing the damn thing and that you have yes. this platform and that people are tuning into you. And, again, that you're, like, spitting the truth. You're speaking your truth and you're elevating the truth of others. It's, that is revolutionary work. So, Praise everyone. Praise creator. Praise goddess. Praise the ancestors for you. Thank you. I say, I say. All right, sis. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. Thank you. Thank no you. problem. Y'all have a good day. Right. Love you all. Bye-bye. Love you, too. Love you, too. Love you. All right. Love you, peace. All right, family. So, again, make sure that you go and follow my dear sister, Lady Speaks and Kofa. Go support all of her efforts in the spirit of ensuring, because I know I I am assuming that there were people who were ready to get a reading, so I want to spend the last couple of minutes to make sure that it is one direct question so that we can, just in case that there are people who want to um, a quick mini reading before we close out the show. Um, Sister Teak, are there any other folks who want to get a reading? Yes, we got a few people on the line. First caller, uh, area code three four seven. First three numbers seven four three. You're almost all set. Peace, Queen. Peace, peace, peace. How you doing? Doing fantastic today. Great show. Thank you, thank you, thank you. She's she's amazing. That's my sister. She's amazing. Absolutely. I already followed her and uh, um, good. Asked the- question on her uh, on her platform so yes good 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 let her know that you came from the show just so she can acknowledge where the energy is coming from and um we want to make sure that we're show we're clearly being intentional about supporting her so i appreciate that no worries no worries um mm-hmm. and just a full disclaimer 
I plan on retaining your services <laughs> or <laughs> okay um, <laughs> once this, uh, I think you, I don't know if you remember I called last week in regards to that uh, settlement um, and I think oh, uh, today you text, right yes, yes ma'am yes I do remember yep yep I remember so uh, calling in today um, I'm you know if I'm following what you're putting out, um, I'm needing, I guess, someone to just not necessarily a co-sign, but um, come in agreement with what I'm putting out there. So um, if there was a, do you see a timeline on when that company is going to mitigate? Yeah, it feels like something it feels like something will be final by Marchish. I don't know. There's there's right now something is happening around investigating. I don't know if someone is looking at evidence or questioning whether or not to 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 go further. Um so right now the space feels like it's um real negotiation ish. Um, so there's going to be some back and forth for a second of, like, uh, audacity, really. It's going to feel like they're going to test and, and, and push. But it feels like February, March, you'll, you'll, you'll see some settling of it. Ashe. 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 Peace, Queen. Peace. Okay, next caller, area code 615, first three numbers, 839. You're almost all set. Hi, good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good, good, good. Thank you. And this morning, I'm just wanting to know, um, well, basically, I'm seeing someone. We're not official, but I want to know if he's still genuinely interested in me so I can know whether or not this is per, um, worth pursuing. I want to know if I should continue moving forward with him because I don't want to waste my time. Yeah. Um, I can't read him without his permission, but there's some fear um, of like someone not feeling like they can, they can live to who they think you deserve. So there's a level of, like, patience, if you're willing to be patient. Um, if you're not willing to be patient, he's going to – it may be you saying, I'm not going to waste my time and I'm going to and I'm gonna walk away. That might be the catalyst for the sense of urgency. Um, but it feels like – it feels like someone is insecure. And, again, I can't read him, but – Someone is insecure with themselves, not not the relationship or the potential, but they're not secure with themselves and wanting to show up in the way that they want to show up. Hmm. Okay, can kind of. So it's not it's not it's not like it, it would be a waste of time. It's that's that's not what it would be like if you are patient. That's that's the message. If you're patient, it wouldn't be time. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. 
Okay, next caller, area code 225, first three numbers, 397. You're almost all set. Hi, how are you this morning? I just... Um, I'm well. I just really wanted to get some clarity. I've been working two jobs, just working hard and um, looking for my own place to stay. It's just... Uh, I'm 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 around a lot of uh tormented people right now and it's just hard to come up out of it. I just wanted to see what twenty nineteen was really gonna be like for me this year. Oh so what's your specific question? I'm sorry. Um just a little clarity, you know, is it twenty nineteen gonna be better than next year? You know, not so much as that, but um as far as I'm, I'm single, I've just been working hard. I just want to, you know, know if I'm gonna get this home, get this house, and I just, uh, just wanted to hear a little clarity. Are you in uh, the process of buying a house? No, I'm not in the process of process of it yet. Um, just, just trying to get into the first steps of it. So what do you want me to answer? Home, life, love? Um, basically, um, I, I'm single. Will I ever find love? Because at this age, I, I just feel like it's not going to happen. All right. All right. There's, um, yes, you are, and you're going to meet someone very untraditionally. And so when this energy comes up, it's usually like online or something um, in a way that you haven't pursued before. It may mm-hmm. even look down upon, maybe even like I'm not going to do that, you know, and get online and find somebody. So, um, But you are going to find someone, and it, it feels like towards the end of the year, um, and it's really because of you putting your energy into getting yourself together, and the more energy you put into putting yourself together, it will prepare and attract that situation. So it's not you're not going to find someone in a state of static or chaos um, because you need to be stable within who you are first, and then once that happens, then that person is going to show up, and that feels like towards the end of the year that person will show up. You know what? Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Thank you. You're welcome. Have a great one. All right. Okay, next caller, area code two two five, first thing numbers two four one. You're on with all set. Good morning. Hello. Yes, I was calling to find out what I found love this year because I was involved with one person for a while, but I kind of distant away from both of them, and they still keep coming back. Why are they still coming back when I'm trying to move forward? Yeah, um, there's going to be it's it's going to be about the first quarter. It'll be both. It'll be that pursuing. Um, and then, like about spring, spring and summer is focused on you. Same messages for that that just came, um, which is not, which is not uncommon because we're all on the line together. So the same vibration is there. But you're gonna need to. 
put some focused energy just on you and saying no to to these past situations, and then towards the end of the year, someone will show up. But it's you got to focus on you first. All right. Thank you so much. That's what I needed to hear. You're welcome. Okay, I'll see if that was the final caller. All right. All right, family, we are right on to joining us and especially joining my very special guest and sister, who I love dearly, 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 Sister Lady Speech Sankofa. Make sure that you continue to go follow her handles on all social medias um, and utilize her services. She's awesome. And I will see you all next week. Oh, actually, no, I won't. Sister Teak will be um, holding down the show tomorrow. Starting this year, Sister Teak will be on every second Monday hosting her own show, getting her her um, consistency on the radio as her own personality. So we are really excited to see that happen this year. So every second Tuesday, be prepared for Sister Teak, and she is going to give you that good, good. And then on um, the following Tuesday, we will have Dr. Bounce back. Um, wonderful, wonderful motivation, inspiration. I'm going to bring that masculine energy. That is the goal, is to open each month with a powerful goddess, Sister Teak, then have a powerful God, and then I will close the month out with a show. And that's the idea for the rest of 2019, to have some type of a format. But I am not the only person who does this work, and it is my obligation to ensure everyone knows that, right? And so as the platform is being built, um, ensuring that, that the um, opportunity for those, for my fellow folks, folks that I consider family, folks that I do this work with, folks that I trust, can come in and provide their services as well. So next week, be prepared for Sister Teak. Sister Teak, you want to prepare them at all for the show next week, or are you just like, just make sure you're here? Oh, yeah. Um, next week I'll be talking about cycle of abuse, uh, why childhood trauma leads to our relationships in adulthood. Awesome. Y'all better make sure you wish you here. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I will see y'all next week as a listener with you. And Sister Teak is going to hold us down and make sure that we are getting this healing work done. You are on New Evolution Radio, where the evolution is the revolution. Brother Joey every Sunday, Brother Jonah every Friday, and we are the goddesses of the station. I am your host, Healer Aset Miriam, and that is Sister Teak. She will be with you next week, and we will see you soon. Peace and blessings. <laughs>